Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. The whole gang is here today, Sean, Connor, Ryan, and Grace. And we're going to talk about how Biden is weaponizing the Department of Justice to go after parents who do not want their kids to be masked or forced to take a vaccine that they don't need. Before we get into the conversation, though, do us a favor, like this video, share this video, comment on this video. Are you tired of seeing kids being forced to do things that have been proven medically that it does not help them as I mean, I don't know how else to put it. If you think if you're tired of this medical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Medical, you know, authoritarianism, medical authoritarianism, comment below. Also, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notifications bell you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you haven't already, please become a member of our newsletter. Real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Give us your email. We'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys, I'm still a little bit on Texas time, so you can tell my brain's not 100% active or at least firing on all, on all cylinders. It's active, but not firing. Um, so what shall we, uh, shall we delve into the fact that now, if you're a concerned parent, you are part of a hate group. No, you're a domestic terrorist. Domestic terrorist, even better. <laughs> yeah, right. You're Patriot Act, going to pull the Patriot Act on you, FISA warrant. Well, well uh, it, it, when you get right down to it, in a way, parents who are protesting mask mandates and a critical race theory are geez, sorry are domestic terrorists but that's only if you go with the definition of domestic terror that they created after january 6th by all pre-january 6th definitions of domestic terrorism these parents are doing absolutely nothing wrong if you embrace the left's idea that one six was the worst thing that has ever happened in the human in in the history of humanity then yeah these people are domestic terrorists but those are completely fraudulent, ridiculous definitions that have been twisted to suit a narrative. And as you'll see, because Ryan ran this report for us, we'll kick it over to him. Uh, these people are doing nothing except protesting leftist agendas, but by modern leftist standards, that's enough to make you a terrorist. Yeah, I mean, so it's even worse now. It looks like it. So the story started as as you may as we go on our wayback machine to a couple weeks ago when on October fourth Merrick Garland the Attorney General wrote a memo to the FBI saying I'm paraphrasing this basically let's let's work together and and go and figure out why these parents are acting the way they are so they don't do anymore at these at these student um, at the school board so based on a school board association letter well come to find out there's an accusation accusation by the America First Legal Foundation, uh, um, and they they uh, wrote a letter to Michael Horitz, the Inspector General, who you might remember from another Trump Russia investigation, asking him to look into the fact that the White House might have colluded with the Justice Department and the National School Board Association to bring about this investigation or whatever you want to call it into the domestic terrorist uh, parents. 
which makes sense. If, I mean, they go, so on September 29th, they have the letter from the National School Board Association. October 4th, Garland has that memo going out. Nothing happens that quick in DC unless it's a, there's a setup. There's, that just smelled of a, of, a, of a rat scenario right from the get-go as far as I was concerned. I think the best thing parents can do right now is to take their kids out of public school if you can, because the only way that you avoid being called a domestic terrorist or insurrectionist or any of the other names is just to boycott everything controlled by the left and by the government, which is de facto the left. And people need to wake up and realize that their kids are being indoctrinated and that they don't have rights anymore. The left wants to take away all of their rights. And the only way you can really stand up for yourself is by hitting them where it hurts, which is their pocketbooks. And schools get paid by attendance. So if your kids don't attend the school anymore, they don't get money and they eventually will fall apart if everyone does it. You know what they call those count days? They got to be there like on a count day to get, and that's how they they pick out the how much uh, funding this the school gets. I think every year, at least in Michigan, that's how it was. Well, we do know we do know that over a million kids have been taken out of the school system so far since the beginning of the pandemic, like permanently taken out of the school system. We do need more parents to, to go ahead and jump on that bandwagon, especially if things like CRT mask mandates and now vaccine mandates if you're in california are going to be implemented on these children i will say that again children mm-hmm. yeah this is all going on in education right now and that's where the leftist cultural revolution started that this is their home turf which is why they're fighting it so aggressively i've mentioned before the idea of the long march through the institutions, which is basically where leftists and more specifically cultural Marxists determined that they can take over an entire culture by chipping away at one institution at a time. And it starts in education, where you pump out generation after generation of people who are brainwashed and indoctrinated into the Marxist mindset. Then from the education system, they go out and get jobs in all other industries. That's how it works. So we've also discussed how likely where this started was when people stopped paying attention to what was happening in schools. They let public schools get overrun by these people and nobody caught them for 30, 40 years because nobody bothered to check in and see what was going on. So this is leftist home turf right here. This is why they're fighting it so aggressively. Uh, But the battle has been pretty intense lately if you've been paying attention. There have been parents showing up en masse to all these different school board meetings, shouting down school board members, striking down mask mandates and the critical race theory curriculums. They're pushing back hard. There were even a few instances where parents got so rowdy and so aggressive in their pushback that the entire school board resigned. And on the spot, parents then held snap elections, appointed a whole new school board and then banned mask mandates and critical race theory. That has happened at least three times that we know of, likely more. So seeing that they could no longer continue to just you know, silence these people, turn off their microphones and everything, the school boards went and got the government involved. They used the clout with teachers unions to pull politicians onto their side. And that's why we're seeing parents who are justifiably concerned about all these things suddenly being labeled domestic terrorists. And it's not just you know some designation of, oh, we're gonna threaten you by slapping a label on you. People are being arrested. We'll get into a story in a little bit about a 
one guy who's already experiencing legal consequences for it. And sure, they can say the word terrorism all day long, but essentially all these people are doing is questioning the narrative, and that's unacceptable. Well, and it's it might even be worse than that, Connor. The school boards might not have actually been the ones going after the government. The government might have been going after the school boards to use them as an excuse to open that investigation into the parents. That's the allegation, at least, and that's all it is right now from the at least from America. I don't know how they know this, but the, apparently from the American First Legal Foundation, they they seem to be pretty well documented. If you actually read it, it's only a four-page document. You can go on their website and read it. But to me, it's also an attack on federalism. They're, they have no place to be in the local school districts. The federal government has no place at all. And it's, like, it's not a federal issue. And if these people are committing crimes or whatever, I think there probably are very few that actually are, then the local authorities can take care of it. You don't need the federal government coming in. We all know it's such a lie. It's a blatant political attack on a political point on a political opponents. They don't like them because they know it's going to hurt them in the next election because uh, politics is personal. So the politics that affects. So if you're a parent and they're doing this to your kid, that's going to change the votes. I'm, I'm going to assume because that's not even just, it's, it's even more than just a pocketbook issue. It's like they're kids. Mm-hmm. And this all goes back to, you know, what Connor just mentioned, I kind of wanted to expand on it a little bit about the cultural revolution in the 60s, hippies, liberals, whoever vowed to take control of the institutions, they fought really hard for it. They worked for years for decades to do it. And they finally did it. And now they have complete control over all of the major institutions, whether it's Hollywood, education, um, most of the federal government. And we have Republicans need to learn to fight. We need to take a note or two. I always say this from people like AOC and the radicals and not, not take a note from their ideologies, but take a note about how they fight because they are good. They know how to motivate people. They know how to um, get people on their side and to go and fight their battles for them. Just like they used Black Lives Matter to further their agenda for police reform and all that. And same thing they do with everything. We need to learn to be better strategy wise or else we're gonna lose this. We're already losing right now. Yeah, it, here we already have one. I, I would say Marjorie Taylor Greene is that <laughs> firebrand for the right. The problem is, and, and, and this is, and, but I, this is the weird thing is then it just becomes parties of extremes. We, when we, when we all become the AOCs and Marjorie Taylor Greens, then we lose that middle ground. And that here's the, here's the problem is I think that's going to happen regardless. I think what's going to happen is the divide is growing. It's there's no way it's it's not coming back together. The divide is growing at such a rate that eventually everything is either going, you're going to have to buy into everything from the right or everything from the left. There is going to be no longer be any in between. And that's a scary situation when you truly think about it. Because I don't want extremism on either side, uh, even ours. But unfortunately, you have to fight fire with fire. And we're really kind of sitting here with a box of matches while they got a flamethrower because we have chose to not jump into that firefight technically. Yeah, more, more dangerously than fighting fire with fire, we're seeing that you have to fight crazy with crazy because part of why the right has been losing is standing on the uh, intellectual, logical, common sense platform 
while the other side just gets more and more unhinged with every passing day. And now, Sean, you mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's definitely out there fighting in the same way the left does, but it's just making everybody crazier because she's not exactly the most stable, reliable congressional representative we have. But when you look at the ones who do fit that name or that uh, description, it's not really working all that well. So we have to kind of see which way we want to go. But that's why the left is so effective because they're so untethered from reality at this point that they don't even care how crazy they look. They have unlimited crazy currency going forward because nothing they say or do could possibly be wrong. They're so convinced of their own correctness that they just move on with every policy and assume that it's the right one, which is why we're seeing things like the transgender bathroom policies in schools, the critical race theory curriculums, and all the stuff that parents are fighting against. They're motivated by people who are so convinced that they are correct and unable to be reproached in any of their ideas that they don't stop to consider the long-term consequences. They just do it because they feel like it. Well, and for years, for years I was, because I was, I hear what you're saying, Sean, about the extremes. I'm like, how do we get back to, how, how do you save the country? How do you get it back to like, basically, at least we all used to agree the constitution was pretty good. We like the flag, you know, these, but now that we can't, now if you have an American flag, it's like, oh, you're a racist or something. Oh my God, if you have a Gadsden flag, you're really bad. You know, like that's, you know, don't tread on me and all that stuff. Uh, And like, and one of the things I always thought was like, you know, the education system, maybe that, because that to me is where a lot of this problem is coming from. And now we get parents that are actually taking some, uh, some steps to fix it. And this is how they get treated. So it tells me that we are on to something. The parents are on to something. This is how the left reacts when, so uh, another example, how they overreacted or they um they didn't like was when kavanaugh the the nomination for kavanaugh because for years the courts had gone to the democrats say this is a decades-long strategy they had of basically using the judicial branches as another form of lawmaking for them and and then the and then trump comes in and they nominate a lot of uh, a point a lot of good justices uh, of the supreme court uh, to the lower courts and then the supreme court and they just we see what then we seen the fiasco of brad kavanaugh this is how the left acts when they get challenged and something they thought they had a monopoly on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Marjorie Taylor Greene is that extreme. And I'm not saying go be crazy, insane leftists and act like leftists do in the streets or something. Um, I'm saying that we should become be more strong because I think too many conservatives sit back, they don't do anything, they kind of wait around, they're nice, they're, you know, they're just like, nice. <laughs> People like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ron DeSantis, they're strong. They still have manners. They're not crazy extremists, but they get the job done. And that's what I'm saying we need more of. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't, I don't think she's an extremist. I do think she, but she, it does have extremist tendencies. I think, I think she, what, I think her extremism isn't so much a, an extremist by nature, but in order to get the attention that, that we need, she's using that, that road to get, to get attention to the, to those issues. Right. Kind of like shock rock or, you know, yeah. anything that celebrities yeah. use to get media. Yeah. And I just, you know, it'd be, it'd be, 
the problem is, is it, that's how it starts. That's like, it starts rolling downhill with, okay, we're just going to use this for now. And then the next thing you know, it gets bigger because even though I believe conservatives are the most logical, the fact of the matter is people are stupid and there are going to be people that buy into, okay, let's it, we'll buy into everything. And I, while I would love to believe that this is not the same on the left or on the right as it is on the left, there will be people, and we know there's already people that want to go extreme with their conservative views. And it's like, that's the, that's the downfall of our society. As soon as we cannot see the other side's argument just because we don't want to, that's when the problem arises. The left has already got that cornered. They don't want to see our side. They don't want to listen to our side. They don't want to listen to the logic and why what they're doing is wrong. As soon as we start going down that path, that's where it's going to be. Okay, all right, I guess we'll, we'll do the same thing. And that's where I think it's going to be bad for us. Not that it's all, but the thing is, uh, I don't think it's going to be able to stop either. <laughs> this, is, this is the direction we've chosen as, as a society. I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously some of the conspiratorial stuff and I don't agree with all that, but I can see where it's coming from. I can see why people would think that they're being, I mean, because especially people on the right, we're being surrounded in all corners of culture and government and society. So it's an easy, you know, thing to think of like, well, there's got to be something more behind this. And again, I, I, I think a lot of them are kind of loony, loony conspiracy theories, but I, I get where it's coming from because I don't trust any institute anymore myself you know it's, it's funny there was a time that where the government was actually trusted it was back in the 50s and 60s about till about the mid 60s when vietnam happened if you look at public polling data at the time the government was actually uh, really well thought of i say it's like almost now congress has like a 12 percent approval rating and it's a lot of different things have changed i guess or at least they've been exposed and that's the one thing about the trump administration is trump he exposed a lot of those people. And I think that's, this is where a lot of that was coming from is they, they, they crap, they're on to us. Yeah. when we're, we're seeing all this play out in schools right now because there was this new wave of attention brought to it uh, in large part brought on by the pandemic because suddenly kids were at home and parents were hearing zoom classes and hearing agendas that were being pushed that you know nobody had heard forever like th this was the first time anyone was hearing about it because now parents were overhearing what their kids were learning directly and that's why we saw back at the beginning there were things going out from schools forcing parents to sign documents saying they wouldn't listen in on classes or uh we saw things where teachers would observe a toy gun in a kid's room in the background as he was sitting there on the webcam and he would get suspended for that as if he had brought a toy gun to school because the education system being a front for cultural marxism cultural leftism was increasingly trying to encroach on the private lives of people to take the place of parents in the lives of these kids that's always been the goal and it plays out in every major uh, tyrannical society we've ever seen. Right now in North Korea, the school system teaches children that while your parents might love you, the government loves you more and your ultimate loyalty should be to them 
and your parents should come secondary at best. And the, that was that's the same goal here. That's what they're doing. They are trying to supplant the family so that the school, which again is a, essentially a stand-in for the cultural left and the state, takes the supreme spot to what these kids owe their loyalty to. So now all of a sudden parents are aware of this and they're pushing back against it. And at the same time, trying to fight against how ridiculous it is to make your otherwise healthy four-year-old wear a mask when every leftist elite is able to go maskless at a party or an awards show, or basically any other function. And they're able to play it off with any number of excuses. Uh, we've seen time and time again how ridiculous the mask thing is, but they still want you to force your four-year-old to wear a mask all day, every day. Otherwise, he's not allowed to get an education. So we're seeing how crazy that is right now. But uh, Ryan, you were doing some research for us beforehand on this most recent story that's kind of blown up in the last few days that's so so concerning out of Loudoun County. If you want to recount that for us here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a parent. I think his name was, uh, I believe his name was Scott Smith. Uh, long story short, I'm, I'm just the paraphrasing King right now. Basically what happened is... Uh, is that his uh, his daughter come to find out was raped in um, in a bathroom by a uh, a kid a guy dressed up as a girl or whatever you want to say um, violated her and he was upset as you can imagine his daughter was just raped for God's sakes so he went to the front of the school board and he lost his cool lost his cool which again who wouldn't he gets arrested for what was the disturbing what was the unlawful assembly or something I I don't remember exactly what the charge was and then and nothing is as still i don't think it's happened to the perpetrator who also raped somebody another student right like two months two weeks before or so, a month or two before or something like that anyway so that they the of course the media trotted him out as the angry parent you know the anti-crt this is why we need the fbi looking into him well there's more to that story than met met the eye yeah, he, he became... student dressed up in the bathroom mm -hmm. yeah uh a male yeah. student who uh, apparently, according to some of the early details coming out, because this is a, a breaking story that he just did an interview with uh, the Daily Wire, which is where a lot of this information is coming from. Uh, this male student who apparently identifies as either bisexual or transgender or some combination thereof, likes to wear skirts to school just because, uh, is allowed to use the girls' bathroom. The student went in there, sexually assaulted his daughter, and it seems like the school covered it up. School board officials are saying there's no record of it. So there's definitely some confusion on that front. But uh, apparently this student then committed another sexual assault a short time later. Case has been opened. Uh, their names haven't been released, obviously, because they're minors. But uh, Scott Smith went before the school board to try to get an explanation for this, because this is the exact problem with the ongoing transgender bathroom policies that we're seeing everywhere. It's basically the textbook case that everyone has been predicting would come. And all the transgender advocates have been saying, no, it would never happen. It happens pretty frequently. But he was arrested a short time after the police dragged him out of the assembly hall. Um, he's now facing all sorts of charges. And he became the, the face of the domestic terrorist anti-critical race theory parent. So if anyone had actually bothered to listen to him, they would have seen there was a huge problem here. 
but this is the thing they love to silence the people and then just use the image because it's convenient for them a few weeks ago there was a mother uh who was speaking at a different school board event trying to point out the fact that some of the recommended reading on the kids school reading list featured things like homosexual pedophilia and instructions on how to perform oral sex and all these other things uh graphic novels that featured images of uh all sorts of sexual activities and this was recommended reading for like sixth and seventh graders if not younger and then that's not even to mention that now things on recommended reading lists are basically the collected works of ibram x kendi and nicole hannah jones and robin d'angelo those are all popping up everywhere too but when this mother went to go protest that they cut her microphone off they would not let her speak and then a few days later her image started circling as look at this insane mother who is yelling at school board officials nobody could hear what she was saying but they certainly got the image of an angry parent yelling at them it's a complete fabrication that they have created of oh there's all these threats against school board officials no it's parents who are angry at your aggressive perverted agenda that is targeting kids but you don't let them speak you just vilify them immediately i mean we're celebrating pedophilia at schools people don't see a problem with this like like what universe are we're living in the twilight zone this is crazy and these are what these parents are reacting to is this craziness and when they react they're the ones that are called crazy you know it all stems from is a complete moral decay of our society I mean, I think that's the whole reason for, no, I mean, like the divide between the left and the right, because no one can agree on what's right and what's wrong. And that's what's stemming down into the transgender agenda policies in schools. And this is, this is what Connor just said is horrific. And if that doesn't convince every parent in America to pull their kids out of school right now and homeschool them, I don't know what will, because that that's terrifying. They saw it start, uh, like I said, when people first started becoming aware of this during uh, the beginning of 2020 when kids were all at home and suddenly there was more focus on what was going on in schools, the media that is more than happy to run interference for basically any leftist institution that needs help was running all sorts of articles about how homeschooling is actually racist because you know if you have a community homeschooling group, odds are good that it's not racially diverse enough to have your kids receive a proper cultural education from other people outside their own race and they were saying uh around the time of the election that parents were pulling their kids out of school so they could indoctrinate them with you know white supremacy pro-trump ideology that would make them you know hate people of other colors other sexual orientations and everything they've they vilified homeschooling then at the same time there's the massive push to we need to abolish charter schools we need to get rid of private schools Oh, there's a religious private school we need to dig into everything that's going on over there and make it seem like a religious school is the worst thing in the world so they basically when you read between the lines there want public school to be the only option they want it so that either your child receives no education or they receive a public school education approved by the state those are your only options and this is the pushback that comes from that obviously but they are so aggressive with fighting back against justifiably outraged parents that now they had to go to the department of justice and call them terrorists like there's documentation saying we want to slap the same label on them 
that we would on the Oklahoma City bomber. I, I see a pretty big difference between them. But like I said at the beginning, if you go by the post-January 6th definition of domestic terrorists, they're really not that different. And that shows how far the left's influence reaches, that they were able to rewrite all these definitions. And, you know, of course, we all got called crazy conspiracy theorists when we said the changing definitions were some Orwellian thing that was going to help them implement new societal standards. Here you go. This is what happens. They change the definition, and now Scott Smith and other parents like him are facing actual criminal charges because they question what the left is doing in schools. And if you don't see a problem with that, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you need to pay a little bit closer attention. And I, I certainly hope your kids are all right if you're not looking closely at this stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's scary all the way around. And, and, and we should just be happy, you know, that there are parents that are, are standing up. You know, if there's one thing that somebody will stand up for more than just like, like Ryan said in the beginning, something more than just their bottom line, it's their kids. And I think a lot of parents, even those on the left are seeing how this has been damaging, how this has all been damaging towards their kids' lives and they're tired of it. Yeah, and it affects us all too. I mean, because this is the future generations if this is what they're teaching them. And that's why it's there. We can learn a lot from these parents. I mean, what they're, I, I, I choose to look at uh, the positive of the fact that there's been so many parents organically just sprouted up in the last few months to do this. I think it's really a good sign that the left, it does, I mean, they're finding out that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, because I think over time, I think that's what Grace was getting at earlier is that if the, the right, we kind of just sit back and, you know, like, but don't actually fight back like that, um, like these parents are doing. And I think that's really important that we do because I, and I think we're the majority, we might be a silent majority. I think that's what Trump was trying to say when he was running that there's more of us than them. We got to remember that. And we, and you wouldn't know that if you watched, you go on Facebook or Twitter or go watch movies or show, you know, like, oh, they're just very loud, but there's more of us. And these parents out there are, I think are, are freaking them out. And that's just how they're reacting because I think they're seeing that there's just, there's just more of us than them. It's kind of like voter suppression. They say that whenever they release polls coming out in certain states like Florida, the swing states, um, saying that, oh, so-and-so won the election in this state, and then that suppresses people to stop going out to vote in that state. That's kind of what the left does to us now, to the silent majority. They, they take control of things. They try to, they go crazy. They call us insurrectionists. They call us domestic terrorists and all that stuff, but they're trying to see, make it seem like they are bigger than us. And it's the other way around. We're bigger than them, but we just, if everybody, if people were motivated and energized and they had a reason to stand up against the public officials and Board of Education and government officials. And I think that they would be able to make a lot of change, but unfortunately they just don't. The Loudoun County stuff is great, but that's one county out of thousands in the country. And this also shows the importance of local elections. Our, our government priorities have gotten so screwed up that we all tend to focus on, you know, who's in Congress, who's in the White House, that sort of thing. But your governor affects you way more than the president will, as we've seen with countless things during uh, the COVID-19 stuff. And even beyond that, your mayor, your school board officials, your local city and statewide people have a 
crazy amount of influence over your life. And we need to wake up and start paying attention to who's controlling things a block away from us before we're focused on what's going on in DC. And another important thing here is that we've been talking about, you know, all these parents and stuff, what they're doing, uh, they're, what's going on, their concern for their kids. But for those of us who aren't parents, this isn't something that we should just sit out or, you know, lend support to from the sidelines. A uh, notable example, uh, of course, is Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire. Now, he, he does a lot of things where he'll appear at school board meetings and speak. And, you know, he a lot of it, of course, is done in a very provocative style that is designed to get people angry. But it shows the importance of people who don't have kids in schools getting involved in what goes on in their local schools. Because, sure, we might not have kids now, but some of us will have kids eventually. And for those of us who won't, we know people with kids. And whether those kids go to school next door to us or in a, another city on the other side of the country, what they're being taught is important because it will affect us one way or another because maybe what they're learning in a classroom today doesn't directly affect you, but what they carry with them into college and then into their professional life, potentially even into government, will certainly affect all of us. So this isn't something that, oh, I don't have kids. Oh, that's not my school district. Oh, those school board officials don't represent me or affect me. That's the mentality that got us into this mess in the first place. If there's a problem that is this widespread, it needs a, a solution, a pushback that is as widespread as the problem itself. So get involved, find ways to do that. We, we can't give you all the perfect answers here, but be on the lookout, be active, be vocal about it, because that's the only way to stop this. It's that's not just, yeah, yeah, Grace will tell you that. Like, it's not just an annoying thing that someone is learning in school. It is a movement that is trying to rewrite our culture and overturn our country. And that's everybody's problem. Grace, do you have ways we can we can fight back against it? Uh, there's, I mean, there's two easy ways. There's that you can sign petitions and you can email, call, text the school board people. There's always hotlines for that kind of stuff. I mean, it's super simple these days. And we see, we've seen what happens when they get overwhelmed with phone calls and emails. They they freak out. They get overwhelmed and they change things. And we saw that happen in the election after people were, were upset, rightfully so, because they thought that their elections were tampered with or whatever. And I think that if most people did that, then we would see more things. But the problem is people just don't stand up. So, And also, not even just the, the big picture stuff like you were saying, Connor, but also it's our tax dollars. Our local tax dollars are going to these school boards. We have every right to be in those school board meetings if we want to be. That's true. And it, I'm... I guarantee those school board members, I mean, they're, they're kind of like lifetime politicians too, because I don't think there's term limits on most school board members, but they don't have kids in the schools most of the time. They are older adults. They might be kind of grandparents age and they get elected to the board. So if they can, if they have something to say about the schools, even though they don't have school age children, they should, I mean, we should, anyone who doesn't have kids should be able to too. And of course, and one more. if they do, if they do have kids, odds are good they probably send them somewhere else because they know how bad the school district is yeah they, they, they have them in private school yeah <laughs> yeah well we haven't even gotten a teacher's union so we better not because it'll just get me off and we'll be here for another hour so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one more on that note no i'm not going to go off for, i'm just going to say i also matt walsh also wrote an article you referenced him i think a couple months back 
um, about having cameras in classrooms. I I endorse that. I agree. If we can, the cops have to have cameras on them. We're, there are tax dollars. We should be able to see what yeah. they're teaching us in school. So I, I 100% agree. A, a little while ago, we, we did an episode on a, a teacher who was found out to be an actual active Antifa member giving kids extra credit for going to Antifa rallies and stuff. That's a few episodes ago. We'll have a link to that down in the description. Um, but we, we got into that subject back then as well of why do you trust these government employees to be alone with your kids for eight hours a day when you wouldn't do that to any other government department or any these other people, person in general yeah or yeah exactly any other person that you don't have a close relationship with just leave your child unattended with them for five days a week with no way to know what they're doing or saying so and even if you disagree with the camera idea the importance is to observe to be involved to find these things out because these problems aren't going away they're getting worse we're 40 50 years deep into this thing now and trying to fight back against it is going to be a, a heck of an effort but we have to do it because the option other than that is to just give up let the country fall apart let them indoctrinate your kids with whatever and that's not how our country continues. That's how we fail. I think that's a great place to end it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you liked what you heard. Hopefully you agreed with what you heard. If you did, do all that stuff I asked you to in the beginning. Like, share, comment, become a member of Freedom Wire, do all that good stuff so we can continue to fight the good fight against the litocracy that has taken over our country. Um, guys, do you have anything you'd like to add before we skedaddle? Yeah, what, real quick, I want to pitch, uh, since along this topic, uh, there's this journalist named Chris Rufo over at City Journal. He writes a lot about all this CR, CRT stuff, crit critical race theory, school boards, all that. And I read Freedom Wire first, but after you're done reading Freedom Wire, go over to City Journal and he, he documents this better. The left hates him too, because he's exposed them. So read some of his stuff if you want to learn more about it. After you read our stuff. Yeah, in, the, in that same vein, I'll, I'll reference James Lindsay and New Discourses, uh, very similar to uh, Chris Rufo. They also tackle a lot of critical race theory stuff. They were some of the first to be fighting against it before most people even knew what it was. And I will also throw in a reminder, don't forget, like I mentioned, links to other podcasts, articles, uh, videos, everything you could need down in the description below, uh, all the stuff we talked about today, even things we didn't get to, uh, that'll all be on freedomwire.com. Head on over there. Like Sean said, subscribe to the website. Also, don't forget, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your listening material. Head over there, download the Freedom Wire podcast, take us with you on the go, and get information that big tech might not like, because it's sometimes hard to bring you stuff on YouTube, but even if they take us down over there, we're, we'll be up on, on audio-only versions. So check us out over there. Freedom Wire podcast. Take us with you out everywhere you go. Sean, you want to bring it home for us there? Sure thing. Thank you guys for watching. Remember, you guys are American. You have rebel blood pumping through your veins. Stay free, America, and God bless.